This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. To know yourself, you must sacrifice the illusion that you already do. Veronica Tugaleva. Valerie Atelis interviews Benedicte Florou on self-awareness and beyond. Benedicte built her career in the luxury hospitality industry, working for companies of different sizes and cultures across the Middle East, Europe, and North America. Working and living in so many countries has exposed her to human nature and all its differences and similarities. She has held many leadership positions and roles for leading brands, from operations to marketing and communications, and brings her understanding of what it means to change careers and adapt to challenges to her coaching practice. As a career and leadership coach, Benedicte works with clients across industries and continents to find the career they were meant for and ways to excel within it. She believes that who we are should define what we do, and that what we do defines who we are, which is why she specializes in coaching that focuses on professional life, including managing career transition, finding and changing career, improving leadership skills, confidence, and focus, overcoming professional challenges, opening a business, integrating into a new team or role, creating work-life balance. Her coaching practice is integrative. She draws from her multidisciplinary background that includes experience in luxury hospitality and marketing, as well as an MBA a master's in career consulting, and certifications in life coaching, PCC, Professional Certified Coach designation with the International Coach Federation and CPCC, Certified Professional Co-Active Coach with the Coaches Training Institute. Psychometric Testing, Strong Interest Inventory, Alternative Therapy Approach, Certified Quantum Energy Coaching, QEC Practitioner, and Conscious Communication. Meet Benedicte at benedictecoaching.com. Here is the interview with Benedicte Floreau. In your own words, who is Benedicte Florio? Oh, wow. That's a very wide question. Um, Benedict Florio is an adventurous person, a traveler, a nomad, um, a professional coach in love with life and people, uh, fascinated by every simple things of life, but especially people, um, asking herself too many questions (laughs) (laughs) to others. A lot of questions as well. I guess that's what a coach does. (laughs) From your perspective, what is to be simple and to live a simple life? To be simple, um, when I hear you asking that, it's like I feel in my body lots of space and feeling of serenity um, and and a deep connection to myself. 
uh, as if, you know, I, I just need to welcome what's there without making things too complex. And, and I feel or I believe that living things in a simple manner is probably just finding the best way to live your values and to make sure that you are actually aligned with your values because more you are aligned with them and and more things are uh, smooth and and easy. Uh, so that's what I would say, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that answer. If I, if I may add on that, I think it's simply what life has to offer what's already there basically it's the sun it's the nature the people it's a smile and mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something that you would create but right, just something right. that you would welcome uh the way it is i love that that sounds spiritual to me for you this is a spiritual understanding or practice i think it's probably related to my to my inner child or to that part of me uh, that that was there that that is still there somehow um, and and that's what I appreciate with kids you know they, they just take things the way they come they are very curious they they seem um, you know, sometimes they just ask very very transparent questions questions that seem um, too simple but actually when you really look at them uh they are very deep and profound um and it's maybe looking at things from that perspective that every little even simple thing can actually be profound depends what you want to to do with them um yeah i'm not sure i'm answering your question right but yeah it's a challenge isn't it to not get caught up in thoughts and believe that we are thoughts in all the stories we tell. Oh yeah, that's very, very challenging. And um, and I think it's the case for everyone. So even though I practice coaching every day and I do practice those concepts every day, uh, I also find myself uh, caught up in my own thoughts from time to time. Uh, so I think it's uh, you know a matter of being aware of them and, and having enough um, enough self-awareness. We're talking about that a little earlier, but uh, more you place um, your conscious uh, on yourself, uh, whether it's your, your mind, your heart, your body, uh, more you can actually adjust and find you, uh, what you really want to, to live in and think and, and believe in. And we'll be exploring the topic of self-awareness in the moment. Before that, how do you define true leadership, Benedict? Hmm. Um, well, first of all, I think we all are leaders, yeah. uh, leaders of ourselves. Um, it's not just a matter of um, having a specific role in a company or managing people. Uh, you are, first of all, your own leader. Um and I, I actually think it all starts with self-awareness. More right. you know yourself, more you can adapt your behaviors in specific situations. Um, so to me, it's, it's, yeah, it's understanding who you are, um, what your values are, uh, your personality traits, your interests, um, um, your emotions, um, what you dream of, what scares you. Uh, it's, it's a little bit as if you were 
uh, cooking a dish and you actually need all the right ingredients to cook the perfect yeah. dish, depending on who you're inviting, what, uh, what the occasion is about and so on and so on. And so it's finding a way to play around with those uh, ingredients. But to me, leadership is, yes, definitely about self-awareness, but it's also about integrity. So um, again, coming back to am I acting uh, in a way that actually I can respect my own values? Um, it's also about uh, trust and self-confidence. Um, trusting others, but also trusting yourself. Um, I believe a good leader would also inspire others. They would be inspiring others by um, by leading by example. Um, yeah. So it's not just about saying, uh, I am like that, or I should be doing this, or you should be doing this, but really acting in a way uh, that aligns with, uh, with your words. Um I, I see a lot of passion as well and commitment yeah. in leaders. Yes. It's also what inspires others. Um, and, and one thing that is very important to me would be autonomy and responsibility. So really taking responsibility, again, for your words, your actions, your emotions, and owning them, owning the, the, the person that you are as a whole. I love that. Um, when you say integrity, that's what I thought about integration. So everything is integrated and you are this whole person. Everything that you do, you think it's connected. There's no gaps, really, which is uh, it seems like another practice. Or would you say that this is something that comes easier for some people than others? Hmm. Uh, I, I would say. I would say so. Um, just, uh, just by experience, when I when I look at at my own clients, uh, some of them are very young, and I'm always impressed by uh, their self awareness and the questions they they can have around themselves and and how they can actually observe themselves and adjust themselves. And sometimes I would work with much older people, and and they don't have. Um, that uh, that awareness about themselves, um, and I think it's also related to being interested into that, more interested, you know, in in who you are and why you do act like that uh, or not. Uh, more, you would actually uh, have that self awareness. People who are not really interested into it would not pay attention to their behaviors or to their words, and and therefore they. Yeah, they, they will be less aware of themselves. Another question I have for you is the idea of success. What is to be successful to you these days? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about success? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think success is very specific to every one of us. So we yeah. all have our own definition of what success is about. Um, and, and like you said, you, you asked me, what is success for you now? And, and definitely it is probably different from what success meant 10 years ago for me. Um, what success is, is about for me now, I would say, I'm, I'm just going to go back to simplicity, but uh, I think it's what it is. It's, um, it's being as much as you can 
uh, in a place where you can actually experience satisfying emotions, um, where you can actually feel uh, calm and serene and, and joyful. Um, it's um, what is important to me as well is to contribute, so to be able to give to others. Uh, we all have needs, fundamental needs, whether it's eating, sleeping, uh, having a roof uh, on our head, but it's very much also about uh, contributing and, and giving, and, and and that's very part as well of us as human beings. So um, what else is success for me? Uh, again, I think being myself, uh, very simply, you know, again, making sure that what I do is aligned with my own values, that would be a success to me. Um, in our society, I think success, so what I'm describing is, is much more related to my being and who I am and, and probably to my soul as well. Uh, but I believe our society is describing success more related to what you do and what you achieve um, and you know, um, yeah, how you, you made it basically, uh, and it's more related to um, a more material aspect as well, or or the status or the reputation that you can uh, you can have. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's not important to me. Yes, there are some part of it that are uh, important as well. Uh, but again, I think it's always finding the right balance between your being and your doing. And then your being would nurture your doing and your doing would uh, nurture your being as well. So it's important, according to me, to be clear with who you are, what you want, what is a nice experience for you, what it is that you want to live every day. And so because it's clear to you, then you can act accordingly and you can be set into motion to make that happen. Um, and if you're just in your being, then not much will happen because you also need to, uh, to, to, to go into action. And on the contrary, if you actually do too much all the time and you're too much into, into, into acting on things and you forget why you do what you do, then there is also uh, a disconnection. Uh, so to me, it's finding the right balance and always checking with yourself, where do I stand in my being? Where do I stand in my doing? Are, are the, the two of them aligned? Another question I have for you is the warm-up questions. Is the purpose of the human experience? What do you think that is? Hmm, that's such a... <laughs> um, I want to say... Uh, that it just comes back to love. Um, I think that the purpose of each one of us is just to love and, and to be loved. And when I what I mean by be loved is you loving yourself. Um, and it's how you really experiment love. And it's um, willing to, yeah, experiment uh, love in different aspects of your life, uh, whether it's through your relationships or even work or your connection with the nature or whatever it is. But I think at the end of the day, everything that we just want to experience, experience is love. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. true. So true. Do you believe in, in the practice of unconditional self-love? 
yeah, that's tough, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think it's. Um, I think we all learned differently how to love, um, mm. and and I think if I have to speak about myself, uh, I think I learned love and. Yeah, I, I learned loving with uh, having expectations eventually. Uh, and, and when you talk about unconditional love, it's very much about, you know, um, finding a way to detach myself from that conditioning uh, that, that come from my family and my and my um, personal uh, surrounding. But uh, it's very much about just loving for what it is. Uh, and it's actually very powerful and it's, it's it's true love and it's a different level of connection to love, um, yeah. and and we come back to simplicity because actually it is so simple to love, mm-hmm. um, as long as you don't have any expectations. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? Oh, that's really 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 important to me to anyone for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I think anything that I do is to make sure that I can actually uh, live more freedom. Um, but what does it really mean? Um, it's, um, again, it comes back to the freedom of being yourself, but at the same time, um, it's hard uh, because it's being vulnerable, it's taking risks, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, taking risks to confront yourself to people, to situations uh, that don't agree with uh, your own definition of freedom and your actions and, and who you really are. Um, and I think it really comes back to um, to how much it is important to uh, to word your thoughts and uh, to word in a way uh, that uh, they can reveal really who you are, your authenticity, uh, and and make sure that all those words are very honest. And at the same time, um, it's also respecting others' freedom. Uh, And and to me, it always comes comes back to the same thing, which is communication. And it's how do I communicate my freedom to others so I can respect my own needs, but I don't work on others' uh, needs and I make sure that I can actually respect their own freedom. So the responsibility comes with freedom, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's, you know, earlier we were talking about that when we were uh, describing what a leader is. Yeah. And, and to me, yeah, that's very much about that. Yes, yeah. responsibility of that as well and everything that you are. You are a career and leadership coach, what inspired you to become a leadership coach and career coach than it did? I believe my own story. Um, I think I never really knew what I wanted to do uh, career-wise. So now I basically help people to identify who they are and uh, what, what work, uh, what field they should work in uh, that would actually align with who they are. So um, that's, yeah, that's one way. So I, I had many different jobs. I, 
I was pretty successful in, in what I did before, but I, I couldn't find meaning and fulfillment. And, and now what really drives me is to support people uh, in identifying a job that would actually align with who they are, but making sure they can actually have fun and find satisfaction in what they do. Um, and leadership, because I don't think I've ever, ever had anyone... Uh, mentoring me or managing me in a proper manner I always ended up in roles where my managers were leaving for some reason and then I was taking their role but I've never been uh, taught how to be a leader or a good manager and so I had to learn everything by myself and whoever was above me uh, was not necessarily very present um so yeah i had to learn on my own and drive my own activities on my own and and i really find that sad because it's probably one of the reasons i i left my previous company and i left the industry where i used to work before because there was a lack of leadership there was a lack of guidance and inspiration and and it is important would you say that that's what it is what you have now have found your purpose so it's a, it's a really interesting question because I uh, I would say I did find my purpose and I definitely uh, shaken up my entire life to go back to school. Uh, at, at that time, I was living in in the Middle East when I decided to change career. Uh, I was in a relationship. Um, I went back to France. Well, I yeah. I changed many, many things to make that happen because I really believed this is this was what I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. it's still the case and it's still driving me. But I'm right now in a place where I'm actually asking myself a lot of questions around that. Do we really have just one purpose or do we have many different purposes? And because I really believe in the in, in life and, and the fact that that life is always in, in motion and it's it's just about movement and transitions all the time and I, I feel life is just about transitioning to one or to another one um, right now I'm like is is coaching really my purpose and maybe it was uh, you know at a specific time in my life in that specific chapter of my life but now I feel there is something different opening uh, to myself so I'm uh, yeah I'm questioning that right now actually and I love what you're saying about the having many purposes and um, this idea that life is always changing and why not flow with life with what is and not being attached to one idea one thing defining ourselves having one thing as a definition of who you are. I do believe that life is changed in the sense of coming from that personal perspective. If we are separate um, entity from life, then it can be felt powerfully that everything's changed and we are kind of going with the motions and all I call it flow. But then there's another aspect of who we are that is life itself, actually, which is always there and never really changes. It's kind of undescribable to say, but it doesn't really change. It's this amazing space that just, um, it's just there, has been there since we were born. If we were born, <laughs> in a sense, if we are life itself, we are never born in the first place. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting what you're saying. And it's like life is a kind of a container 
that doesn't change and inside that container there are a lot of things changing whether again nature animals the weather and us uh, because we're part of all that ecosystem um, and maybe it's again I was talking about a recipe and ingredients mm-hmm. earlier but maybe we are the ingredients of life so you are also never heard of that before you are a certified practitioner of the non-violent communication in training so I never heard about that specific certification or practice talk to me for a moment about that Benedict sure so Personally, I'm not a big fan of the <laughs> name of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, uh, a lot of people would also refer to it uh, and, and talk about uh, conscious communication. And it's, uh, it's an approach that was actually developed by an American psychologist uh, called uh, Marshall Rosenberg, um, who developed a very, very, very simple approach um, to, um, to help people better communicate with themselves and with others. And this approach is just based on four steps. The first one is, uh, is about observing the situation in which we are from a very objective and factual, uh, posture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about, um, naming all the emotions that can actually emerge from that, si- that situation, whether, again, uh, they are satisfying or unsatisfying emotions. Mm-hmm. And behind every emotion, there is actually a need, a need that is fulfilled or a need that is not fulfilled. And as long as we can actually name and identify the need uh, that eventually is not fulfilled, then we can also find a strategy uh, to find a way to fulfill that need. And, and so again, more our needs are fulfilled and more aligned we are and more we can actually live what we want to live. So it's very much about identifying what's happening inside of you, uh, what, what it is alive inside of you, whether it's joy or anger, uh, but joy would definitely be connected uh, to a need and, and, and anger as well. And so you can do that uh, that work with yourself, uh, but you can also do that work with others. And, um, and, and what's really important, especially when there is, for example, a conflict in between two people, is making sure that both people can actually uh, nurture and fulfill their needs and together having a conversation so each one of them would understand what are the needs uh, that they respectively need to to fulfill and finding a solution together. Um, yeah, that's how I would uh, I would describe it. It goes back to self awareness, doesn't it? Very much, and, and it, it's so interesting. I was actually running a, a workshop about um, managing your emotions last week, and I could see. Uh, that the people participating in the workshop, uh, so first of all, naming their emotions is one step that is not that uh, easy, but then really identifying the need that is hiding behind the, the emotion was much more challenging mm-hmm. as we we were not used actually to really identify what, what we need. But whatever we do in a day is just to fulfill a need. It's, uh, it's our subconscious that is actually driving our decisions and our actions, but they are all, all related to, uh, to finding strategies to fulfill our needs. 
Uh, what a fascinating topic. <laughs> I mean, life itself, this whole journey, is just amazing, isn't it? The things that we can discover and learn is just, you have fun with while doing it is just incredible to me. It's new it's, uh, it's a life journey. <laughs> when did you discover that, the practice of self-awareness for yourself? And how did your life change after that practice? Hmm. I think I always had it in, in me uh, since I was little. Uh, I think I'm, I'm very curious. So I've always been asking questions to myself. And I remember when I was a teenager or a young adult, I, I remember friends coming to me and and reflecting with me and asking questions and telling me, oh, you're so wise. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, so um, I think, yeah, that's something I, I probably had uh, in me from a very natural place. Um, but I think then it really, really started when I uh, when I studied coaching, because when you study coaching, obviously you coach others, but you also need to do a lot of work on yourself uh, to, to be ready to welcome others um, wherever they are in their life. So... I think it really started from there. And because I'm very curious, I, I tend to uh, um, to train myself on many different things, but also to, uh, to, to read and to participate in workshops and um, even things that I think I would have never, never thought of before. Uh, now I'm just experimenting, let's put it that way, uh, trying and see what resonates with me. And again, there is no good or bad or in anything, but it's just um, deciding what would actually serve me and, and use it. Um, and now I, I, you know, I have my own strategies, whether it's journaling or meditating or having a, a vision circle every month uh, with, uh, with friends of mine who are in the same uh, state of mind. Uh, but I think it's really, really important because um like I said earlier, self-awareness would actually set the tone for your actions and what's coming for you. And when you actually stop being aware of yourself, you, you, the risk is basically to, to lose yourself and to have your actions not aligned with who you are at that moment. Uh, and so that's when you can eventually burn out or get into a conflict or uh, say yes to something that you should have said no to. Uh, so it's it's important and it, it, it does require a lot of self-discipline because it's an exercise that you have to do constantly all the time. Do you see a connection between self-awareness and um, I think what they call emotional intelligence? Um, I guess so. Um I think to me, emotional intelligence is maybe a part of self-awareness. Yeah. Um, I, I see, I see self-awareness as um, as something that's whole, and in that self-awareness, that's whole, there are like different features or parts of what makes self-awareness being self-awareness. And I think emotional intelligence is just one component of it. Um, yeah, that's how I would see it. But definitely because emotions are so important, that's what drive our actions. Yeah. That's also what 
would actually impact our personality traits, our personality as a whole. Um, so depending on how we do manage our emotions, um, we do react, we do react differently to certain situations. So more you can actually be aware of them, more you can have, uh, yeah, a certain awareness around your own emotions, but also other emotions and, and easier it is to drive your life. Yeah. So I would say that too. Yeah. So it might be the self-awareness is like the main component, the key component of emotional intelligence, because it has a lot to do with thoughts Yeah, emotions and feelings. They are connected to thoughts. So if we are aware of our thoughts, then that means we are very much not in control, but I would say I don't like the idea of controlling anything or forcing anything to happen. So what is another better way of saying that? What do we do with our emotions? I know we are aware of them, but we are also doing something. Is it making choices? Yeah, it might be choosing, right, Benedict? The emotions that we can express. I, I agree. I'm, uh, same as you, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the term control, but I understand the idea behind it. Uh, and it's maybe about understanding, uh, being conscious, yeah. And then because you are conscious, then you can make the right choices. We are almost at the end of our conversation. And I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything? Um, oh, to whoever is listening to us, I just invite you to welcome life as it is and to question it in a beautiful way. Uh, filled with love and just believe that life has your back and life is actually very simple if you choose to see it like that like that mm. I love your message thank you it's a it's a very profound and and needed uh, in a way what we want to see like in my case what I envision is just this reality with more peace seeing more peaceful faces human beings even if this is a dream, so it becomes a dream like that, where we are just peaceful and we are smiling more often, less worries, less concerns, less fear, ultimately. So thank you so much, Benedict, for your message and your contribution to that. I do have a few more questions. I'll ask two of them. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? Uh, not really. Yeah. Um, I think I'm very, very aligned with, with who I am and what I do now. Uh, if I knew I would die in a month, maybe I would definitely go see my family within Europe and really spend qualitative time with my loved ones and probably travel a lot uh, just to uh, meet uh, lots of different people and, and leave uh, something, yeah, leave maybe more experiences in a shorter amount of time yeah. um, and just finding strategies to feel even more alive mm -hmm. than how I feel now. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Um, life is beautiful. Um, life is easy. And uh, um, 
I, I don't know. I want to see something like it never ends. Right, right, right. Something around that. Yeah, it sounds um, very intuitive to me. <laughs> right, this is what I, I kind of becomes to me a lot of times. It's just there's no beginning, no ending. So it just keeps being what it is. It is a beautiful thing. I love the word you use too. It's beautiful. It is. So thank you so much again for your simple presence. But in that, I want to say that is um, very calming very grounded it's a beautiful presence that you have and before we say goodbye where can we find more information about you your services future projects products coaching information yeah so you can find me uh you can have a look at my website uh, which is benedictcoaching.com so it's b-e-n-e-d-i-c-t-e coaching.com and you can also find me on social media as uh, Benny which is my nickname B-E-N-E the Nomad Coach thank you so much again Benedict and we'll talk soon thank you so much for having me Valeria thank you bye for now thank you for listening to learn more about Benedicte Floro and her work please visit benedictecoaching.com to learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.